welcome back to Bible study, to Paul's letter to the Philippian church. And we, you thought we had got to the end of chapter 1, but we're going to start reading from verse 27 and then through to uh, chapter 2, verse 11. Good to see you, John and you. Eric. I'm intrigued to, to see how our sort of pre-recording um, discussions can be fitted in, because <laughs> we have some great discussions. Um, but we'll, that's just that'll just hook you now to watch the whole program just to see what they are. Uh, and Derek, you're going to read, and then John will pray. Very good. Philippians 1:27. Only let your conduct be worthy of the gospel of Christ, so that whether I come and see you or am absent, I may hear of your affairs and that you stand fast in one spirit, with one mind, striving together for the faith of the gospel, and not in any way terrified by your adversaries, which is to them a proof of perdition, but to you of salvation and that from God. For to you it has been granted on behalf of Christ not only to believe in him, but also to suffer for his sake, having the same conflict which you saw in me and now here is in me. Therefore, if there is any consolation in Christ, if any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, if any affection and mercy, fulfill my joy by being like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord, of one mind. Let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in lowliness of mind let each esteem others better than himself. Let each of you look out, not only for his own interests, but also for the interests of others. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant. And coming in the likeness of men and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death on the cross. Therefore, God also has highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, of those in heaven and of those on earth and of those under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Amen. 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 Thank you, Lord. Father God, as we come into your presence now in the name of Jesus, Father, we ask that by your Holy Spirit you inspire us here today, Lord, to, uh, you, to give us the understanding of what you're saying, Lord, to, to sense the nuance and the, the, the importance of every word, Lord, and the depth, the depth of meaning. Give us revelation, I pray, Lord, that we will see what we have never seen before and understand what we have never understood before. But not only us, Lord, our viewers too. Bless them in their homes, Lord. Open the eyes of their understanding. Comfort them, Lord, and let you be glorified, Lord, through all that we say and do here today. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you very much. Yeah, so we, we ha always have to remind ourselves that, that Paul didn't write chapter and verse. He wrote the letter, didn't he? So we, we've got chapter 2, we've got verse 27 of chapter 1, but it, it's just, it flows, and there's a continuity, isn't there? Yeah. Yes. And that's why, Derek, you said, let's start at verse 27. Well, really, the, the chapter heading, chapter 2 should have started 
of verse chapter 27. 1, verse 27, because yeah. when he talks about, and we mentioned this last time, let your conduct be worthy of the gospel of Christ. That is the big thought, in a sense, that he is developing at least until chapter 2, verse 18. Yeah. Uh, everything is a development of that. That's right. And in fact, the great passage about Christ that we just read, mm. it really is an expression of the gospel of Christ. It's, it's what Jesus did to save us. Mm. And so what he's saying is, now, let your conduct, and really he's saying, let your conduct as a citizen of heaven, um, as, as a church which is the colony of heaven, let it be worthy yeah. of that. Mm. Um, and, and that implies not just our individual behavior, but also of our behavior as members of the body of Christ, as members mm. of the community, mm. of the colony of heaven, that we're together, we are one. Yes, so we are striving together exactly. for the gospel. So, so this is, is very much pointing towards how we relate to one another within mm. the body yes. rather than just general society. Yes. So when, when you're looking not only to your own interests but also to the interests of others, we're talking about others within the colony. Exactly. Because he's, he's emphasizing unity. And, of course, Jesus' commandment is that we would love one another especially as he has loved us. That's the gospel, that he's loved us. So that our lifestyle in loving one another is, is consistent, is harmonious with that. Mm. And I think a major key is that um, unity, how do you build unity? It's through humility. I think it says in That's Proverbs right. that, that pride creates strife. Mm. Self-seeking yeah. creates strife. So the opposite of that is when we humble ourselves as Christ did and put the other interests first, mm. that is what promotes the unity. Mm. And, and so he's calling them to live like Christ, calling us to live like Christ, uh, to build that unity. Yes. So th this is a, a sort of, John, it's a powerful component of the Christian life, the gospel message that isn't, is sort of counterintuitive, you know, it's counter instincts that you put yourself down. Yes, it's interesting, isn't it? Because the, the, in this passage of scripture we read, I, I was trying to count them, but I left my pen at home, so I couldn't underline them. Um, the number of times mind is mentioned, yes. not always yeah. in the same context. It's a nuance here and a nuance <coughs> there, but it's all about the mind and how we think and how we understand using our mind what Paul is saying and what Christ has done and what the implication is for us, is for us. Um, and people get very concerned you know that um, I, I mean I absolutely believe in the grace of God but um, people who are all grace and uh, don't understand that grace is the covenant of grace still sits within the government of heaven you know grace isn't a satellite that's off there somewhere mm -hmm. grace is just a covenant that operates underneath the government of heaven and the rules of heaven apply whether you're under the covenant of grace or not so you know we have to still obey the rules and laws of God not in a legalistic way but, but simply because they're the laws of heaven we're saved we live there we're part of the colony part of the commonwealth we have to obey the laws as you do wherever you go mm. so and and so Paul is saying here use your mind and he links it ultimately is it, to having the mind of Christ think like Christ did and and <clears throat> and explains what Christ did how he humiliated humbled himself not humiliated humbled himself for me, it's another, it's another evidence that humanity 
is different to the animal kingdom. Because animal instincts wouldn't go down this track, would they? There may be a little bit of sacrifice uh, by a mother towards you know, her, yeah. her young, but um, generally speaking, the an animal instincts are me first. You know, yes. I've got to get into that trough to feed myself. Yes. Um, you know, and push and butt others out of the way. Um, that it's wonderful that it's there. It's a sort of it's the highest form of creation that you are humbling yourself. You're putting yourself, yes. um, others before you. Something that only God can. Yeah. Create. Yes. It's the image of God. Again. Humility the image is not. Of God. We can. It's. I think you alluded to it, that we can try and impersonate humility, yeah. but humility is not thinking badly of yourself. No. Somebody said, humility is not thinking of yourself at all. Mm. You know what I mean? So that grace, that's yeah. why pride is so subtle. Yeah. You know, because we, we become proud because we're so humble. You know, but humility is yeah. not thinking of oneself at all. Yeah. So, we're, so we're, in, we're made in God's image we have to have the mind of Christ or even the mind of God. It's, you, I don't think you can make up a story that the, the, uh, an almighty, all-powerful God, creator of the heavens and the earth, mm. devises mm. a scheme where, uh, where he condescends right down and gives that example of complete, total humility and self-sacrifice yeah. and suffering. It's not... That is not a normal, you know, storyline. No, it's not. Yes. I don't think. It's a proof of the inspiration of yeah. the yes. scripture. I, I, this I is, think so. This is not, to be, this is not in other religions. Yeah, know. yeah. And of course, yeah, in, in other religions there's an element, but then within the teaching that we are made in God's image, you, you would expect there to be some, some teaching of humility. Mm. But this idea that God himself exactly. comes down is, God is himself completely out of... Is, yeah. They would think of that as weakness somehow. Yeah, exactly. But actually, that's the awesome yeah. story that man-made religion just would never have conceived of. Yeah, yeah. Um, I remember uh, talking to a Muslim friend, you know, comparing, as you do, you know, the Christian message, and, and how strongly they feel that the Christian message isn't credible or the Hebrew scriptures because they say you know look at the prophets how you dishonor the prophets you know and, and you show their failings and you know it's all there you know that's blasphemy and you know and and because um, they're the holy prophets of Islam and but I said well the reason it's written there is because it's true yes. <laughs> and they were fallen yes. and, and you know and that's the Christian message uh, and, I, you know, in, you, you were saying, you know, that they couldn't accept because it's almost dishonoring God that he, you know, it's, it's blasphemy to say that God would or become man or that God would, um, you know, they opposed that Jesus was the son of God, that, that God would, that Jesus, the prophet, would, would sacrifice himself in this way um, because they hold honor higher than truth. And I had this yes, discussion, yes. you know, what is, more, what is more important, what's true or what... And, and I think that that's what... You, you create your own truth by honour, as it were, but that then is a denial of, of reality. Yes. I don't think we can go through every religion. And, of course, we're just giving our take on, yeah. uh, you know, from one anecdote of, of what's said. But 
Um, I think the, the one mind thing is very interesting, John. You picked up on the mind. Yes, it did. We have one mind, and then we have the mind of Christ. Yes. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Of course, it doesn't mean we have the total mind of God, no. but within limits, within the limits uh, you know, that we've been exposed to and confined to, we yeah. must think like he did about these things. And, uh, and that's what's going to bind us together, because it's the common point, isn't it? It's the focus. I mean, often it's a great cop-out for people who don't really know anything about Scripture, about the Lord. They say, they think they're catching me out here, yeah, but what would Jesus say? <laughs> right, what would Jesus do? Yes, yeah. and you know, yeah, and you're, you're, you're on a roll. You know what they're, what they're about. Um, they, they, they're not about the truth at all. They're yeah, about exactly. to do something. But, but that's by the way. But for us to, 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 to have his mind, and we do need to know how would the Lord, what does the Lord require of us in this situation? And uh, it's to count yourself, don't count yourself to be more than you are. Mm -hmm. Count your neighbor to be more than you are. And, uh, and and because he's doing the same to you. So it, it, it works. I mean, it, 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 there's a wonderful balance there, a spiritual balance that is good for everybody. So, so he's sort of prepared the ground, has he, in, 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 Paul has in, in the early verses of chapter one. But now he's really getting into now, yes, the he's crunch points. He's given his own example in a way where he yeah. put his own, um, he put their interest about, Apart yeah. from his, he said, I, you know, to die is gain. I'd rather, yeah. for my own sake, but because of your sake, mm. I'm going to put your need first, and I'm going to yeah. continue to strive to so do stay nothing alive, out of selfish you know. ambition. Yes. So yeah. selfish ambition would be, I want to die. Put yourself first. Yes. Yeah. So he doesn't want. He, so he's ex given his example. He's given his example. Selfish, he gives Christ's example, which yeah. is the main one. Yeah. And later on, he'll give other examples of yeah. Timothy and Ephroditus. Yeah. That's right. But it's the, the, this word mind is, is phreneo, which is really to do with the mindset, the, the attitude. Mm. Uh, I liked what somebody got here, an inward disposition. An inward disposition that expresses itself as a lifestyle. So it's, it's this attitude of putting others first, putting God first, of course, yeah. putting others first. It's, it's that humble attitude of mind that Christ had, that he was willing to put us first mm -hmm. above his own welfare. Mm -hmm. and, and, and we are to have that, mm -hmm. that mind, and that mind will, will create unity among us. Mm -hmm. Because if everyone's putting each other's interests first, yeah. we're not going to get into yeah. petty squabbles and yeah. divisions, you know. Yeah. Uh, so he completely is emphasizing, the, uh, we were saying last week about the positive, you would, you know, you would just emphasize, so that if there's any encouragement in Christ, any comfort from love, it's positive, 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 positive. What, what this is, when it says if, yeah. um, and notice the therefore. Whenever yeah. you see a therefore, you should ask, yeah. what, what Good. is it, therefore? Yeah. Absolutely. You know? And it goes back to say, conduct yourself, you know, as, as a true Christian, according yeah. to, as a citizen of heaven. In other words, you, you are in this colony of heaven. According to the gospel, you should be loving one another, uniting together, striving together for the gospel. Therefore, in order to achieve that, he unpacks it. All right, mm -hmm. verse one and verse two is all one big sentence. Paul yeah. loves to do yeah. that, yeah. but um, no, actually, verse one to verse four is a complete sentence. Uh, yeah. But the verse one is he's pointing to the f divine resources at their disposal, because when it says if, it's really tr better translated since. 
in view of the fact that you have these four things at your disposal, now use them. And verse 2 is use them. And I line the, foot, the four things in verse 1 with the four things in verse 2. They, they, they match Just up. Just read them out again. So these are the things at our disposal. If there is any consolation in Christ, mm-hmm. now you can argue what does this mean exactly. It's the word parakaleo, which is to, to come alongside, literally, yeah. and to encourage. Yeah, that's right. and, and what he's saying is this is what Christ has done for you. He has come alongside you in, in your hopelessness and in your mess. He's come alongside you. And, and that's in the gospel. And then he, in verse 2, he says, fulfill my joy by being like-minded. Yeah. Have the same mindset towards other people, just as Christ has come alongside you. Now, come alongside one another and encourage one another and exhort each other and, yeah. and help each other yeah. rather than, you know, stand aloof from them. That's right. And so the second one, John, go on, you can go to the second one. So any comfort from love and then... He says, have the same love, in verse 2. Yes, yes. it lines up, you see. Yes, it li- that's right, it does line up, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, and, it and it is, I like this, this the, the way that Derek yeah. expresses it, really, the way the Greek expressed it, really, isn't it? That this, 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 it we tr- rather lose this in the translation, this, this coming alongside, as Christ has come alongside us, yeah. then we come alongside others there mm. to encourage, to, to comfort, uh, to console, to provide for, to mentor, yeah, whatever, yeah. to disciple. It, 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 the, the principle applies to everything, not not just what's mentioned here. And it's it's a it's a wonderful picture um, of what Christ has done to us. A wonderful example of how we're to behave mm-hmm. and behave to one another. Yes, I'm 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 very encouraged by that. We were talking a couple of weeks ago about love. For you know what it, what love we're talking and about. Particularly, it's yeah. Christ's love for us. Yes, he's saying uh, this is a resource. Christ has loved you. The first two are about Christ. The, the next two are more about the Holy Spirit. But Christ, yeah. you've received this comfort of Christ's love. Yeah. Yeah. So therefore, give so it. Love give is that an ama- love this kind of the Christ's love is an amazing love. That's you know while we were still God's enemies, mm-hmm. you know he, he demonstrated his love for us. Yeah. That Christ died for us. Um, therefore, we should love one another. Yeah. Yeah, and the Lord Jesus said, "Love your enemies." You know, it, 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 he he's in the Sermon on the Mount, sort of saying that we should do what actually God has done to us while we were His enemies. He says, "Love your enemies." That's right. That's right. It, it says, doesn't it, in chapter two, "Fulfill my joy by being like-minded, having the same love." So th- this love that Christ has poured out to us, we're just be conduits, really, aren't yes. we? And, it, we? and we continue to let it flow to others. The same love with which he loved us, yes. we pour out to others. So what... Imperfectly, I know, but that's what we, that's what we do. So what does it mean, practically, to... I, I know I'm taking the extreme here, to love your enemies. You know, the Lord says, love your enemies. <laughs> well, he, he, you know, he you're, say you're, 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 tells your opponents, you're those that want to knock you down. Yeah, we pray for them and bless them, we're told, aren't we? Yeah. That's, what, that's how we love them. So we love them. So it against, doesn't mean affirming what they're doing. It doesn't mean you go give them a hug. <laughs> no, but it is, do act in their best interests. Yes. What's their best interest? You pray for them. Pray yeah. for them, yes. And Not pray the that truth God in love. Yes. Speak the truth pray, in love. Act, act in their best interests. Yeah. Um, 
which is that's really really good because I think what most people do need is the truth yes and um, it doesn't need to be expressed hatefully you know it, it's it's expressed sympathetically you want them to to be rescued from yes you know. so it, that's it, it it's an interesting point there's you know your worst enemy obviously that's an extreme and there there are shades in between but the first thing you have to do is forgive them mm. That's really important yeah. because, you, you know, if somebody's done something bad to you, can mm -hmm. fester away. Mm -hmm. But the Lord mm -hmm. says, forgive them. And, and in forgiving them, you're then releasing them yeah. to the Lord for him to deal with. And then to pray for them and, and to bless them. Yeah. And Jesus prayed, Father, forgive them. Yes. In other words, he, he forgave them. Yes. But he also prayed that God would forgive yes. them, which requires their repentance. Yes. So in praying for them, you're not just, yeah. you're actually praying that they'll get right with God. Because the reason why they've sinned against you is because they're not right with God. Yeah, so in this sort of colony of heaven, you know, you don't necessarily have enemies, but no. things can kick up, can't they? Yeah. So, you, you, you know, it can escalate, you know, some little, you know, grievance. And so he says, well, if, which I find amazing in the Sermon on the Mount, he said, if, if your brother has anything against you before you go to the altar, you know, get settle it with him. So it's not even have you got anything against him, get that sorted in your heart. It's actually go the extra mile to resolve something that so the problem someone else has with you. Yes. And that has to be done in love because that could be a, a, a bit of, you know, needling if you, if you get that wrong. Yes. You, you know, you've got something, I've got nothing against you, but you've got something against me and come on, come out well. with it. But, but it's, uh, there's things that are counter normal, as it were in the way we're supposed to be relating to each other. Yeah, I mean, we, if, I can only know if you've got something against me if you tell me. Yes, so, that's right. Yeah, I don't think we're meant to be kind of okay, then guessing, no. oh, I wonder yes, if so that's right. we'll, yeah. we'll spend our whole that time worried true. about, you know, people. No, 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 if no somebody, sometimes you know someone's got something If somebody raises you. an issue, then, yeah, then that's yes, right. you need to. That is true. That's yes. true. Or they, they may have something against you because you've done something to them and, and you need to go that's and right. apologize and ask that's right. forgiveness from yeah, that's right. Yes, you yeah, may know be, yeah. what the issue is. It is. I think it is a higher standard to, to, to not, you see, the, the Pharisee wouldn't, would, would, would think, oh, they wouldn't step over the line to resolve an issue. You know, he would say, well, they're under judgment or, yeah. you know, they're tax collectors and sinners. But sometimes... We, there's, a, there's this extra mile that you go to try and yes. resolve a, and that's in, maybe with encouragement or, yes. or maybe with not referring to the grievance. Because <laughs> <laughs> Paul doesn't say, come on, you know, let's yeah. have it all out on the table no. and let's wash, wash all the dirt. No, and the interesting and is that he, if there's any encouragement in Christ. Is, is that although we all know that when you're born again, you change. I mean, you know you change. You stop swearing and stop doing this and stop doing that, you change. Yeah. So that's, there's no doubt about that. But we're being taught this behavior because you have to teach children how to behave. Children don't instinctively know how to behave, you have to teach them. But we don't do it, you know, in, although we might do a, a number of these things instinctively because we're changed, because we're new creations, the fact is there's a real enemy out there right. who's going to aggravate and divide as much as he possibly can. And, and therefore we need these rules of behavior because we're going to have to call them into play. When it's not flowing instinctively, which sometimes it does, mm. it's going to be in an aggravated state. And we know why, and, and, and this is how to overcome it. 
just silence the accuser, as it were, by continuing to behave in the way that the Lord has told you to behave. I'll just tell you an instance. The, the enemy can, the, the relationships, he can really stir up, can't he? Yeah. And I, I do, I, many years ago, I think it's even going back to university days, I, sometimes you can see that someone has something against you that's in their eyes or something, or that you know that you've said something that's triggered it, and, and you go to resolve the issue, right? So you're, you're really sort of exposing yourself, making yourself vulnerable to, you know, apologise. And then they say, oh, oh no, there's, you know, there's, there, was no, there was no issue, you know. And it just makes you so small. I mean, it, it has to be reciprocal. Your reconciliation is, is an important, it, 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 and sometimes it can, it can really go pear-shaped because yes. <laughs> you feel even worse at the end of it because <laughs> they've, they've actually just made you feel like a worm and they've rejected the fact that they're you know, completely denied that they, they actually had any issue <laughs> when you know they do. <laughs> right, yeah. It says in as much as in, is in our power. That's right. With one another. That's so good. That's we can Romans only do 12. our part yeah. you know, and then we've, we, we should then rest in that. I think so. You've got to be careful not worrying all the time about... Because that's another passage, Romans 12, on the body, isn't it? The body of Christ yeah. and the different members. And it's in that passage it says, you know, as far as it yeah. depends on you. Yeah. yeah. And live at peace with all men. That's a really important one. Because there is a limit, isn't there? Yeah. You can, you, can go, you can go the extra mile. You can bend over backwards. And because there's some hatred, you know towards you for whatever reason. You, you can't resolve what's in someone else. You can try. You sometimes, can't resolve what's in their heart. You know, sometimes uh, th the devil just stirs up um, accusing. <coughs> I know. You know, he will use... They, sometimes there isn't any actual bad feeling, but no. so, somebody has a certain look on their face or... That's right. And know, he can escalate and misunderstand. Sometimes women are more sensitive yeah. to that or something that's said. Yeah. And then... Satan kind of adds to that and say, oh, they, they, they yeah. don't like you. That's right. And yeah. then you start having hard feelings. And then it just creates a cycle. Yeah. And in, in, in that kind of case, I would just lift up the relationship to God yeah. and, and plead the blood of Jesus over the relationship just to cleanse that. Yeah. And there may not be anything substantial. No, exactly. But the devil's been playing mind games with the two of you. <laughs> that's right. And you're assuming the worst. And that's why I always find it's better to... To blurt, uh, maybe I, I blurt out too much, but it's better to just say it, and yeah. then things can be resolved. But as the scripture says, guard your hearts with all diligence. Out of it is the wellspring of life. And you know, if you allow, I would plead the of blood of Jesus first. Plead the blood of Jesus. And then, if it still persists, yeah. Yeah. then maybe there's there's something substantial there. Yeah. You know, but there's always the possibility the devil's just playing mind games. Yes. Exactly. You just caught them on a bad day. You know, yeah. they are grumpy. You know, so but I can absolutely tell you. I mean, I'm going back 35 years. I can tell you there was an issue. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I'm not. I, obviously, I'm not a, a carry, well, carrying see, it all these 35 yeah. years, am I? Yeah. <laughs> I remember it now. You see, when you when you confess, often yeah. there's two sides to it. So yeah. when you confess your fault, which all, yeah. is all you can do, confess your fault. You're not saying the whole thing is your fault, but you confess yeah, the part right. where you were wrong. In a way, that, that invites them now to come That's and right. say, well, yes, I'm sorry too because I did yeah. this. So maybe that person didn't want to humble themselves like that. Yes. So instead I, of that... That's what I... They, I, I resolved that that's the, that's the root yeah. issue, yeah. yeah. 
I'm joking. I, uh, of course, when well, you're he, younger, he didn't you want do to open his heart and humble yeah. himself. Yeah. So he denies the situation even existed. Yeah. yeah. There we are. It's good, isn't it? That bit, but it has to be reciprocal. You know, for that, it's as yes. far as it depends on you. Yeah. That's good. And then, um, otherwise, you're you're a, a con you're divided. Your colony is divided, mm. and, and you're not going to be effective. Yeah. Um, so what, what he's saying is unity, you, we have a basic unity by the Spirit, but we, we have to cooperate. In fact, that's the next one. If yeah. any fellowship of the Spirit, that's the divine resource. So. We much. all have the Holy Spirit in us. Mm. We all have the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. And the Bible talks about the uni you know, one body mm. and one Spirit mm. who brings us into unity. Mm. So he's saying that the Holy Spirit is working to create this fellowship, this unity That's among right. us through the Holy Spirit. Yeah. So in view of that divine resource, mm. he says, be of one accord, mm. uh, which really means um, have, um, have the same, you know, walk in fellowship with one another. Yeah. So you've mentioned fellowship a couple of times. In, in Acts 2.42, it's they gave themselves to the uh, apostles' teaching, to the breaking of bread, to fellowship and to prayer. And I uh, don't know whether the fellowship here is koinonia, but it, it's a sharing in common. Mm. And, yes. um, and what we share in common is the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit. is the Lord Jesus. And, and I, I think that probably the best way for different members of the body to relate to one another is to have a good relationship with the head. And if you have a good relationship with the head, that will expose things that are wrong. You know, you can't, you can't be open to, oh, I've just looked up in the lights. You can't be open towards God um, genuinely without things being exposed in your life. And that often will resolve it without you having to, mm. yes, yes. you know, the, the finger having to talk to mm. the ankle bone or something. Yeah, it's, it's, that's the only way it can work, is, how, is holding fast to the head and having a good relationship, a genuine relation, daily relationship, open, transparent relationship with the Lord. And, and that's that, who we share in common, because mm. there's nothing else that we share in common, yeah. actually. Mm. We're all so diverse, we, we have nothing in common apart from the Lord Jesus. And, and he says, be, when it says be of one accord, that, that really means one sold. In other words, you, through that, through, we have the gospel in common, we have the Holy Spirit in common. And he is bringing us into, so that we're one sold, you know, that we are, he's talking about a genuine unity That's rather right. than just a hypothetical unity, yeah. that we are of one soul. Yeah. We allow the Holy Spirit to bring us into that harmony so that the whole community in harmony is a living advertisement, you know, for the yeah. gospel, yeah. you know. Yeah. So, and yet we've fallen so far from that, haven't we? I mean, as a... Yeah. Uh, you, all these denominations, you know, that believe this and believe that is just exactly the opposite of what's being said here. Yeah, that's right. Um, it's ridiculous, isn't it? Yes. But, I mean, you, one could argue, I suppose, put theology to one side for a moment, that, that different denominations, uh, because we're all different, um, suit a different sort of worshipper. So some like it more formal, some like it more informal. I remember... Uh, I think it was Derek Prince saying mm. that uh, it took him a long time to understand this, 
but but actually he began to understand it in the sense of we're all one body and you know the tensions and everything that all operate and you need to be in the right place and perhaps you do need to worship in a, in some way which suits your personality. And there are different cultures. Yeah. So, so the gospel is for right. the whole world. It's not some yes. you've got to conform to some robotic liturgy wherever yeah. you are in the world. No, that, no. that wouldn't. The church wouldn't have worked on that basis. It, it couldn't possibly have worked on that basis. But and so. I suppose the question I'm throwing out there, because they're interesting things to discuss in Bible study, are denominations in, um, you know, challenging yeah. what's being said here, yeah. or, or, or are they part of it? Yeah, um, great question. Great question. I can't think of anyone better to answer that than Derek. <laughs> no, I, I think God is sovereign over the church. I will build my church, yes. the Lord said. Yes, man has built a lot of churches, I think, which the Lord yeah. doesn't. I think church denominations tend to, people gravitate around <clears throat> a founder or a format, uh, you know, a way of doing things, um, or as you say, they, they prefer a quieter service to or no talking at all, you know, the Quakers or whatever. But I think um, that is, is not the, the real issue. It's are you relating to, are you faithful to him? Are you faithful to his word? And you don't need necessarily a format. You don't need to. Yeah, I suppose you don't need to be a Wesleyan to be a Christian. No, I suppose that the point I made is our weaknesses. Is you have two people that have or, or have a fellowship with the Lord. At least they think they yeah. do. They have fellowship with the Lord, but they don't have fellowship with each other because mm. he believes that. How could he possibly believe that? You know. And this is where the division comes, yeah. and where we argue over scripture. And we do argue over scripture. And you know, we were talking beforehand, weren't we, about the Calvinist position, the Armenian yeah. position, and right. other positions. Oh, I, I said it might come up. <laughs> yeah, well, it's interesting. I know, it is. Because they don't build unity. Hmm. And, and you can argue that they're there in, in the first case. They're trying to interpret the scriptures and say, this is how yeah. things happen. But then you get great movements which form behind them, and they have no truck with the others at all. That's right. And, and so they become divisive. And if they're not salvific, one wonders whether it's worth the effort of arguing over them. I think the scripture says don't argue over them. And things have become even more fragmented because of the internet. Yes. You know, people are, you know, it's, even, it's subdividing and subdividing. Yeah, I, I don't think it's, I, my instincts, I'm not a denominationalist. I, my instinct is to fellowship with, with everybody. That's right. I'm here with you, John. I, 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 that, <laughs> no, but the point is, I, even as a child when, or, or as a student, I would go to the, the charismatic open worship meeting in the morning and then the strict evangelical preaching in the evening as a student. And I loved both. Yes. Um, I, I found that the, the morning I didn't get any real, you know, solid Bible teaching. And in the evening, it, it was very dry until, until this brother, Pastor Rawlinson in um, Loughborough, got up and preached God's word. And it, it, I, I would never have found that in the morning. And, yeah. But the, the, the strange thing is, neither side fully trusted me. No. So I thought, well, what's he doing going yeah. that way? And yeah, why? Uh, but I honestly, genuinely within me, I don't, I don't have I think, a kind of denominational right. stream, which makes it very difficult to actually fit yeah. in yes. this denominationalized yes. um, culture that we've got. 
Yeah, it is hard. I mean, Smith Wigglesworth would just go to the nearest church when he was. I, I think travels. so. Go to your nearest until they're denying the Lord, and then. Yes. Well, he'd just sit at the back and pray in the spirit. Yeah. And he reckoned if he did that, it would help the chap in the pulpit, and he might learn something as well. I, I tell you, I don't know. <laughs> some of our viewers will know um, Ben Crick, who's been on our Israel trips, and um, I have started to go to this um, Free Church of England. Um, primarily because of Ben. We have old hymns. Uh, we have a, an old liturgy. It was, it was sort of started by the Countess of Huntingdon, if anyone knows yes, the history. Yeah. And we, we have a great, sort of powerful, um, uncompromising sermon from Ben Crick. Good old Ben. Christ Church Broadstairs. Yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, honestly, it's, and my kids love it as well. So this, it's, not, it's not incompatible for, for young kids who love you know, all the modern choruses and tunes to actually, you know, sing the powerful, rich, deep hymns, you know, to the top of their voice and, and hear a really great sermon. Mm. Um, but there, there are not many there, not many folk there, <laughs> which is because it's too, <coughs> it's considered archaic and, and dated. Yes. yes. But I, I honestly, I, I, I totally agree. You go to your nearest, unless they start denying. Yeah. The Lord, which is unfair. the gospel is imperative. Yeah, but yes. within the gospel, we should we shouldn't divide over doctrine yeah. unless it crosses that line. That's the gospel. Yeah. Yes, and and so we should be able to unite with anyone yeah. who is you know who upholds yeah. the yeah. the key gospel truths. Yeah. Um, and as you say, we we shouldn't have a divisive spirit where. Oh, I find something a little bit wrong with your doctrine, so therefore yeah, I won't have anything to do with you. That's that's. Could we unpack because you you've mentioned the sort of, the sort of <coughs> we we believe in justification by faith and not works. Um, can we just un, unpack the fact that Paul is writing about behaviour, fruits, you know, righteousness? It's it's an integral part of the the Christian walk. Um, but it is sort of after being born again. Yes, it is. It doesn't need us to be. You're you're being trained. He's training you, and it's a life work. You know, it's part of your sanctification, you know, because in order to do this, first of all, you need the grace of God, but you also need to learn to put yourself down, to put all those things that are rising in you, to put them down, and to allow God to reign in your heart and in your behaviour. Um, and as you do that, it becomes easier. Because yeah. um, the, the question, that the, the sort of counter to this is, what happens to those who don't follow this wonderful example that Paul has given of how we should be behaving? Well, I mean, where do like they fit said, into the it? foundation of all of this is verse 27, yeah. chapter 1, verse 27, yes. you know, which, which takes as an assumption that you, you have encountered the gospel mm, yes. and you are a citizen and therefore conduct yourself accordingly. Yeah. Look, well, a lot of Christians don't, of course. Yeah, and you've got Paul's other letters, you know, berating. And there will be a judgment, there will be consequences. Not the loss of salvation. Yeah. We will all stand before the judgment seat of Christ, and there will be a lot of weeping mm. as God shows what they should have, how they should yeah. have lived. Yes. And how they have, yeah. you know, let the side down, as it yeah. were. And then... The tears will be wiped away and so forth. But there is a consequence, I believe, in terms of eternal reward and, mm. and mm. Yeah, so exactly. forth. Exactly. 
but uh, it, it's not a salvation issue no. as such. No. Yeah, it's a, it's a, you wonder with Paul's writing, so this is to the Philippians, we've said he's very close to them. He did write different things to the different congregations, didn't he? To the different churches in the different cities. One would hope that they would also, you know, the Corinthians might also be able to see the letter. Oh, yeah, the, yes, the letters would have been they passed copied around. And yes, they would have been good. passed around. Good. With the Philippians, although the Corinthians had a lot more problems and issues, yeah. there does seem that there was a bit of, a, and he alludes to it a little bit through the letter, that there was a bit of infighting. There yep. was a bit of strife within okay. the church. They're basically a great church, but yeah. there, was, there was some infighting, and he refers to it in chapter 4. So clearly, his emphasis to the Philippians is unity. You've got That's to... That's right. Because if you're divided, a house divided against itself can't That's strike. Right. Exactly. You, you won't be able to face your enemies. You won't be able to succeed yeah. in getting the gospel out if you're divided. Yeah. And so he is saying you've got to build this unity. Yeah. And the last one, of course, if any affection and mercy... Yes. Or compassion. And again, it's talking about the Holy Spirit. This is a divine resource. Mm. It's not if. It's since. Since the Holy Spirit has produces the love of God in you. Yeah, it's, just, it's not a human club. You know, he's no. talking about some deep spiritual yes. issues here. It's and not it just is, we're in a club. It's let's, given you the ability to love others. And it is so important. I think we, we dismiss the importance of this unity in Christ. We d we're too casual with it. And really, Paul's picking up, he's picking up Psalm 133, isn't he? Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, blessed is the place where brothers dwell together in That's unity. Right. And, and, and then this picture of the anointing flowing mm -hmm. down, 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 down. Yes. It is much more important than we give it, yeah. than we give it credit right. for. Yeah. Because if, we, if we're in unity, um, we can move mountains. Yes. I, I believe we can. And again, as we talked about last week, you get this power of multiplication again, the multiplication which God gives, a one a thousand, two ten thousand, on on it goes. This is how important the unity is. Um, and it requires a bit of work, it requires absolute submission to the leading of the Holy Spirit. But the fruit that it can bear is just, uh, that it will bear. So Paul, he's, he, you know, the ratchet goes up, and we're, back, we're now on to verse um, 3. You know, yeah, do nothing out of selfish ambition but, or vain but, conceit. Yeah, but, which but, is but, the but. other side, which is exactly yes. the other side. Because this unity is so important, yeah. don't you now understand why the devil does so much to disrupt it? Yes, yes. Because it is so powerful. That's right. Mm. And that's the, 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 the mark of, of, of Satan is, is self, you know, ambition, vain conceit. Yes. You know, it's there in Isaiah 14. Yes. Um, Ego. 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 So do nothing out of... Yeah. That's um, a challenge. I think many in the church are, you know, motivated selfishly. Yes. You know, whether it's whatever, you know, the task, it, it can be, and vanity, it, it creeps in. It relates to the last one in verse 2, because he yep. says, because you've got this compassion of Christ, be of one mind. And that's yes. that word phreneo again. It's, it's, you should all have that same mind. And the one mind is the mind of Christ. Yeah. It's the same word that he's going to use in a couple of verses. Yeah. Have the mind of Christ, which is to... Because you have compassion. God's given you compassion for one another. Therefore, put the other first. You know, uh, all have that same attitude. And if that's the case, you will have wonderful unity. Mm. Even if you have doctrinal differences. As long as you all believe, you can't compromise the gospel. But, um, yeah. And therefore, don't, no selfish ambition and conceit, mm. which the word conceit is vainglory. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. It's, it's 
It's focusing on yourself. Yeah. It's great. I, I love that. So they're going for glory a bit. Van vanity. It just, it's it's just complete zero. Yes, exactly. <laughs> But it, you know, it, it manifests in all sorts of ways. I, I can tell you personally, you know, sometimes, as you know, my wife has dementia and I look after her, I'm her main carer. Yeah. And there are, I have days when I think, why me, Lord? You know, I don't stop loving her, but yeah. the burden of looking after her, mm. because I have to think every morning, does she need to go to the loo? Does she hungry? Is she thirsty? I have to do all this. I have to dress her. I don't dress her. And, and um, you know, sometimes I think, why me? Why wh why's my life come to this? Mm. And in the silence is Lord the Lord's answer. Mm -hmm. This is what I have called you to. Yeah. This is your ministry. Mm -hmm. And it it he doesn't need to say it. I can hear it in the silence, yeah. you know. Yeah. Uh, and it's right. And it, it dispels my self-pity and dispels my self-righteousness. Yeah. I think, yes, Lord, what an honor. Wow. What an honor. Mm. Bless you, John. Bless you. <laughs> Well, there we are. Yeah. But it, it is. It's, in, it's important. It's, well, that's what you're doing, counting others more significant than yourselves, yeah. more important than yeah. yourself. Mm. Yeah, it, it is. But as I say, it, it, it's, you know, I, I don't want, because it's saying if there's any encouragement, you know, I don't want to focus on the no. negative side no. all no, the no, time. No, but no. Just for the yeah. sake of, you know, there, is, there, there are those who are motivated in another way, and you do see it. Yeah, you see it in yeah. you obviously see it in society, but sadly, you know, how do you deal with it in the church, sort of thing, without getting caught caught into a spiral of? There's there's two, you know, there in a sense there's two fountains within us. There's two, our flesh. Yeah, we all have that flesh yeah. that um, want you know is wants us to be egocentric and put ourselves first and put others down to do that. And, and we, but we also have the Holy Spirit within us. Yeah. And so we, we have to recognize when our flesh is speaking to us, yeah. you know, to, and, and Paul says, let nothing be done. Don't, don't, don't obey that mm. inclination, but always, you know, follow the, follow the Spirit. Mm. So it, first of all, it's recognizing in oneself when I'm putting myself first, when I'm, yeah. when I'm acting on ego. Um, and, I just and wonder, John, expressing that. I just wonder, John, whether you could read that passage in Isaiah because it's like the, the Which, epitome of, of sort of satanic ambition. Sorry, what is it? It's in Isaiah 14, verse 13 <coughs> to um, 15. 13 to 15? Um, it, it just shows, that, I mean, this is one oh, of yes, those yeah, yeah. classic passages it that's is. talking about Satan's selfish ambition yes. and vain glory. Yes. For you have said in your heart, I will ascend into heaven, I will exalt my throne above the stars of God, I will also sit on the mount of the congregation on the farther sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds, I will be like the most high. Yet you shall be brought down to shore to the lowest depths of the pit. And, and this is the, the temptation of Satan. He tried it on the Lord Jesus. Yeah. He tried it on Adam and Eve. You know, you can be like God. You, you know, this, you can be great. And I, I, you know, even in, we've been around for a long time in the sort of charismatic movement. There, there seemed to be a trend that you, you can be great in, yeah. in the kingdom and you, you can be a leader. You've got to go to these special courses. And it seemed to be as though, you know, pandering to that, mm. the, the sort of base instincts that, that the enemy wants us to think. Yes. You know, you, you can be someone, mm. which, is, which is quite a... Um, 
I'll share a little one. Uh, your anecdotes come to me. Um, mm -hmm. uh, many years ago, my dad, uh, he, he, had, he had set up about five Christian centres uh, up in North Wales. Um, there was a place called Living Waters, and David Porson came to visit um, to preach in the local Baptist churches. And he, he came um, and, uh, up to visit us up in, it's up in the hills, you know, the Living Waters, and we sat in front of the, the open fire. And, and Dad, I don't know, uh, he, he was sort of talking about what, what he was achieving. And um, David Pawson just said this to my dad. He told me about it later. He said, Eddie, you, you don't have to um, try to be somebody. You are somebody. Mm -hmm. In other words, you know, to be able to rest in who we are in the Lord. And, and Dad said, you know, yeah. burst into tears. Yeah. Uh, because it, it, it actually just put the finger on mm. the issue. And I, do, I think in the church we're trying to be something, but actually we, we are already, uh, because of God's grace, uh, mm. we're saved, we're seated with him in heavenly places. Why do we want some petty little position on earth? Yeah. What's the point of that? Yes. Get our thinking right. We're secure in Christ. We don't need to yes. establish ourselves above yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So... Yeah, we, don't, we certainly don't want to, to follow the route of Satan, you know, that you've got some ambition to climb the greasy pole in the, ch of, uh, in the church, you know, and get up the hierarchy of the church and one day be archbishop or something. Yes, it, it's totally contrary to what is being said in this passage. In Philippians 4, he talks about he's learned to be content. Yes. And that's yes. the key thing, you yes. see. Satan stirred up discontent in Adam and Eve. It, despite everything that God gave them, they weren't content with that. Satan comes along and says, well, why, why haven't you got this? Why didn't God give you this? Yeah. Designed to stir up our covetousness and our discontent so that we will take matters into our own hands yeah. and seize power for ourselves and, if necessary, put other people down yeah. to achieve that. Yeah. And we're actually answering the call of Satan there. Yeah. We're, we're operating in that. Yeah. We need to learn to be content in the grace of God, whatever God chooses to give us. Yeah. Be content in that. Yeah. And we will avoid that, um, yeah. that sin. Um, and, and read some of those psalms. You know, yes. Our desire yes. is the Lord, is, yes. is to see him honoured. Yes. You know, and may he increase <coughs> and may I decrease. Yeah. Uh, it, it's, it's a real problem. This, um, you, know, you, you touch upon church hierarchies. And of yeah. course, in some churches, that hierarchical structure is much yeah. more defined and clear than, than in others. And where it is, very clearly defined, I think, and, and I don't accuse each individual churches. I'm just looking at the way they operate in the general sense. The problem is the Holy Spirit is quenched because you, you, there's no room for the Holy Spirit to speak. And, and the, I know from my own experience, and, and, and I think it's quite common among people, if you're in a church where you are allowed to speak, Certainly in my own experience, I mean, I've held positions in these churches, but I think when the Lord wants you to say something or there's a tongue and you feel you have the interpretation, that's normally accompanied by butterflies in, in your tummy, which is, works two ways. First of all, it, it keeps you humble. It stops you thinking, is that, 
I really, is that me, Lord? You know, I, I've got nothing to say, but it doesn't go away. So you know it is the Lord. He, it's, it's what he's using to impel you up, to stand up and say what he's going to tell you to say. But it stops you just jumping up, saying, I know That's what right. that is. That's it, right. it actually, the, the Holy Spirit helps you not to be, not to count yourself That's good. more important than others. That's good. Mm. That's good. That's good. Okay, got a few minutes left. We're not really going to get into... <laughs> Um, the, the example of the Lord, or are we, Derek, in three minutes? No. <laughs> there is a little problem I always had with this verse where it says in verse 3, let each esteem others better than himself. Yes. I mean, is that saying play mind games? Mm. And, and then, of course, Jesus is our example, and so it doesn't mean that we have to actually pretend that, say, someone who might not be actually better than yeah. oneself, yeah. that I've got to pretend that they that, are. Yeah, that's Uriah and, Heap, isn't it? That's yeah. ridiculous. And Jesus didn't do that. I mean, he yeah. was obviously greater than us, and yet in some sense he fulfilled that. So I think the meaning of that has to be that we esteem others better than ourselves means that we put their welfare above yeah. our own, yes. yeah. that we're willing to sacrifice to, yeah. to help them. So we put their, their needs as more important. That's what Jesus did. He could have stayed in heaven, but he put our need for salvation above right. his personal comfort exactly. and welfare. Exactly. And so we must <clears throat> have the same spirit as Jesus yeah. did. Yeah, that's right. It's, yeah, it, it, it's, I'm just trying to break that down about, um, you know, you're, you want, you, you, you know, the natural instinct is, is that you want to look after yourself. That you're the most yes, important yes. person to look after, number one. But again, the spiritual instinct is yeah. that they're equally, if not more important than you're you are. You're allowed to act in your own interest. It you does, know, the following said, verse. You know, build up treasures in heaven. That's right. You know, so in other words, yes. act in your own interests. And yeah. of course, he says in verse four, let each of you look not only. Not only. I find that a brilliant yes. line. Not only to your own. I mean, yes. it's ridiculous that you wouldn't be looking to your own interests or your family's interests, yes. but not only. Not at the cost of uh, other people. Last minute and a half. Literally, it says things. Yeah. Look not only for your own things, but also for the things of others. Yeah. So there's another interesting way of reading it, yeah. would be don't just look at your own gifts and what yeah. you've accomplished, yeah. but also look at the gifts of others. In other words, acknowledge the good in other people. It's, rather than it all being about me, Realize what's good in other people. Re acknowledge their gifts That's and it. their abilities and their achievements, yes. not just about you. Yeah. yeah, so it's joy, isn't it? It's Jesus, others, you. You know, it's, it's him first, yes. others yeah. second, you, you last. And then time's gone. So um, and we're gonna get into the example of the Lord Jesus next week. So we're, we're, we'll have his mind, the mind of Christ Jesus next week. See you then.